Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, I'm going first with my good friend, Katie Duckett. She is back on the show, and we are talking about all of our summer reading, books we have read recently that we have really enjoyed, things we're hoping to read this summer. Summer, all kinds of stuff about our reading lives this summer we are talking about in this episode. And we know you guys really like these episodes. You always tell us that we help you to fill your TBR list. And so I really hope that you enjoy this episode. And you know, whenever there's an episode that you particularly like, we talk about something that you find really helpful or entertaining or interesting. It's so helpful when you let me know, because then I know what kind of content you want to have more of on the podcast. So don't be afraid to slide into my DMs on Instagram. Come over and talk to me at Mackenzie Coppa. Let me know what you're enjoying and what you would like to see more of because then I can bring it to you. And speaking of bringing fun content to you guys, which is something I so enjoy doing, the goods are really over on Patreon. You guys, that is where we really hoot and holler because I love getting to do daily live videos with my patrons. We talk about all kinds of different topics. Sometimes I just sit down for story time and you guys get like the spicy version of me. We recently had a few of those. Sometimes we talk about what's in my purse or the latest makeup that I am wearing or something that I'm doing to help with my health or my stress or planning. Planning is always a big topic over on Patreon. We talk about brain dumping and different planning tools that I'm using and Trello and post-it notes and all kinds of things to help make life a little bit better, to live well anyway in the midst of all the crazy that we are always all dealing with. So if that sounds like it'd be fun to you, we would love for you to come over and join us in Patreon at patreon.com slash live well together. Like I said, we have lives four days a week. We have mini casts that come out two times a month with me and Katie, where we're doing life updates and talking about our businesses and all kinds of behind the scenes things that are super fun. We've got a bring your own book club. We have live well groups that the ladies are in. There's always a lot going on over on Patreon, and we've got all kinds of different levels for you to join and be a part of. So if you can only afford $5 a month, you can get in there and be a part of all of those lives. If you want a personal planner that is sent to you every month to help you track your health and your productivity and all that kind of thing, then you can become a part of one of our higher levels and be able to get access to all kinds of different things. So head over to patreon.com slash live well together where you can see all of those details, see how you can become a part of the community, and we would love for you to join us. But without further ado, let's dive into this episode where Katie and I get to discuss all of our reading life stuff that is currently going on. Welcome, Katie. Hey. Okay, so we are here to talk summer reading. And some of this is going to be like what we have read and we recommend, but a lot of it is kind of going to be things that we are looking forward to reading. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a little bit different spin. We can't necessarily like validate all of our... uh, (laughs) recommendations because we haven't read all of them yet but this is this is what we've got our eyes on what we're looking forward to this summer and yeah I think it should be fun it should be fun it's always fun to talk about books yes 
Yeah, it truly is. And I mean, I think that we've, we've done a couple of episodes throughout the spring. I think we did one in Patreon because I totally thought that we had this episode already recorded. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, we talked about books recently. Yeah. But I think that was for our Patreon ladies. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I was supposed to have this episode to my editor who's going out of town and (laughs) it is not recorded. (laughs) So um, we're we're going to come full circle here and we're going to get it done. But um, I think that even though like I had this crazy March where I read an insane number of books, I think the most I've ever read in a month, I think I did 11 or 12 And so that was crazy. I mean, some of them were listened to, but then things slowed way down in April and May, but I've still read some good things, some things that I've enjoyed. Um, And I'm really looking forward to some of my summer reading. Absolutely. Well, summer reading's the best. It's, I just think like it's a little bit more lightweight. It's later in the day. So I'm reading later. Like I just really love summer reading. Yeah. And you feel like you can be a little bit more frivolous. Oh goodness. My phone, you guys, I've been podcasting for what, like 80 million years. And I just had my phone ding. (laughs) Cool. Um, anyway, so I think like, as I get into the fall and winter, I feel like, Oh, I should be like more academic and I should be reading, you know, those heartier books. And I, I have read some of the stuff this past spring. That's been a little bit like darker or harder, but it's also been like the longest cold spring in history. Oh, for us. Oh, so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So almost in that way too, I'm like, I need to break out the summer reading just so it's like, there's some <laughs> bright spot. <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely. So cold and dark here still. Yeah. 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 Well, on that note, I have one that was literally like candy um Ooh. that I finished. I'm not sure if you I know you know about it, but Inheritance. Okay, I this is I was going to talk about this. Okay. I haven't read it yet, but you do you know, I mean the day we're recording this is May 31st. You guys, I know this is coming out in a number of weeks. But did you know that rivals can't comes out today today I just bought it yeah I went to look at it and I was like wait a minute it released today well then it should be in here because I pre-ordered it it is Yay! that's super fun so did you read inheritance I haven't yet I just bought it also so if you guys don't know what we're talking about this is the American Royals series and so rivals is book three and inheritance is a novella that is what is the word I'm looking for help me out here happens before prequel prequel that's what it is so that's what inheritance is so it's just short and you enjoyed it I well like I said it was like candy it read so fast yeah and it kind of helps you remember because it's been a little bit yeah the last one ended um and so and then there's that other series with the monarch um but royal england yeah the royal week so i kind of overlap characters so i was oh yeah yeah yeah. now let me think what is this storyline who are these people why do i care about them okay yeah Yeah. so it's and see i'm looking forward to it because like i loved the royal week one of my favorite books 
I've ever read. But the second one of that, which of course now I can't think of the name, but we'll have it in the show notes. The uh, something affair, the air affair. That's air what affair. it is. Yeah, um, see it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not love the sequel at all. Like I was like, oh, after the royal we, like this is this is where we come to. It was just very it flat. Yeah, but with yeah. American Royals, I thought the first one was okay. Well. I should say like the first chapter, the way they suck you in, in the first book, I was like, oh, I am here. This is so interesting. But I thought the first book was okay, but I really liked the second book. I felt like there was a ton more character development. I liked kind of the way they went through things and didn't end up necessarily where I thought they would. And so I, I really liked the second book. So I'm really looking forward to the third book, but I did have to laugh when I was looking up the book today. Did you know this is a teen and young adult series? Sure. Well, most of my favorite books are, I think, I have um, no idea. I think that they, those, I just, I think they're written better than a lot of the adult. It's a little bit more careful about the salacious yeah, content. True. And it's a little bit more like story driven, therefore. And the character development seems to be a little bit greater because you're taking out all, not all, but a lot of the sexual chemistry. And so you have to write a little bit more deeply. And I prefer it. I so prefer it. I think that could be my genre. Can you say Maybe. that? <laughs> sure. It sounds, it sounds a little juvenile, but honestly, um, some of my favorite books of all time have been in that in that, um, genre. And so, so on. interesting. Yeah. Oh. I had no idea. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is a young adult novel. Like, <laughs> how did I not pick up on this? <laughs> but I guess, I guess when I think about it, it's like, okay, yeah, it is sort of geared towards that age range, but yeah. it just like, hadn't dawned on me yeah. when I was reading them. Isn't that good? Yeah. You don't want it to be like, oh, you know what? This would be better for my middle school friend. No, yes. like, this is a great book. Yeah. And I think it's so clever, like reading um, reading it all over again. And this year in homeschool, we've studied the Revolutionary War. So it's been really fun to just imagine what yeah. if America yeah. in that direction where they had a monarchy and not an elected president. Like how would it look different? What would it look like? Yeah. Um, I just think that the storyline is so clever and the way that it's written, it's very, it's very Americanized British like culture because it is as if that we have a king and a queen here right now today. And it, it meshes those concepts and cultures that it's so intriguing. I really enjoy how clever it is. Yeah. It just like, it's kind of a mind bender. Because mm-hmm. America, you realize how far America is from that and how we really love watching the British monarchy stuff, but we're also kind of yeah. like glad we don't have it. But then to yeah. like think about, oh, that's what that could have been like. And then I nerd out over things like, well, Washington didn't even have any direct descendants. And so like he only had stepchildren. And so what would that have meant for the monarchy? And, you know, like it just, yeah, it kind of brain bends my brain, but then it's fun. Yeah. But I'm also reading a nonfiction book called you never forget your first, which is about George Washington. It's a female 
written biography of him. And well, that's interesting. Yeah. And she kind of points out in her epilogue or her prologue about how a lot of the great, you know, biographies of all of our founding fathers were written by men and they're these huge tomes that, you know, are thousands and thousands of words. I mean, you think of Ron Chernow and like all these guys who create these huge books. And she said, but really, you know, she feels like the biographies written by women, they're not very frequent and they're kind of like poo-pooed upon, but she's like, but really us ladies, we get to the point much faster and we can cover the same amount of ground in like a quarter of the words. Yeah, that was interesting. Well, and I think women have a can- uncanny way of like unlocking the pertinent details. You yeah. know, it's not the stuff that just adds bulk, but it's the stuff that adds color, you know, like, yeah. oh, it rounds it out. You get a better picture where I think sometimes men focus on details they think are pertinent, but it can read kind of clunky. Yeah. And overindulgent. It kind of reminds me of, um, now you haven't watched Julia yet. No. Okay. But there's this, uh, this isn't a spoiler, but as she's getting into public television, there's this guy who's on public television in Boston who does this reading show and he's just completely pretentious and ridiculous. And he has all these authors on. And that was the first show that she ever went on. The thing that kind of like made her think, oh, what if I could have my own cooking show? Because when she went on there, he had never had a cookbook author on before. He thought it was silly and stupid and kind of talked to her that way. But she brought a hot plate and a frying pan and made him an omelet on his coffee table. And like the man. (laughs) Yeah. And she like, then she went on to be the thing that drew in the viewers. It wasn't his show. And he was so like annoyed and frustrated about it. And he wanted to be all, you know, just like, he was just so full of himself. And so that's kind of like the juxtaposition I think of with like the male biographies. And then this one, it's like, she's got the goods and kind of the entertainment and the stuff you really want to hear about. And then he, these other ones are just like, you know, focusing on a lot of silly dates that we don't really care about. (laughs) Yeah, or war, or like yeah. the military, where I want to know, but how did he feel? Yeah. <laughs> like, did he, was he scared? Was he excited? Did he feel like they were going to win? Or, you know, like, I want those kind of insights more than just yeah. the tactical. Yeah. And what was his, like relationship really like with his mom or his wife or the different people in his life. I want to know about the relationships. And she like, she kind of points out some fallacies that are listed in a lot of the big well-known biographies saying like, just so you know, when these historians paint this picture of his mother, it's based on this one line in one letter. (laughs) And they have embellished that to mean all kinds of other things that really it was one line in one letter. Like we all get annoyed with our moms. Like there were probably a lot of other things and there are a lot of other great things that he said about her, but they say, because he was annoyed this one day that he wrote this one letter, like that she was this kind of person. And so, yeah, it's interesting to have her pull out those details. Like, yeah, hold on. They, this has been embellished. 
if you get right down to the brass tacks, this is what this really came from. And so that's good stuff. Yeah. It's been interesting. I can't wait to get into it a little bit more. I'm still like early days in reading it, but one of the big reasons that I'm reading it is, well, I had bought it before. I thought it looked interesting, but I'm doing this silly Kindle challenge (laughs) and it's sort of ruining and ruling my life right now. Hormones. Ladies, we've all got them. They're all constantly changing and sometimes the side effects that we have from our hormones changing are not so fun to deal with. Whether it's just your regular old PMS or if you're getting closer to premenopause and menopausal symptoms, I mean, it is not fun to experience hot flashes or vaginal dryness or the thinning of your hair. But Bonafide is here to help you without adding any more hormones to your system. Bonafide was created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve the symptoms that accompany hormonal flexibility situations within our bodies because every woman deserves relief without compromise. So they provide women with naturally powerful remedies to safely treat these natural symptoms that occur throughout our lives from PMS to menopause and everything else along the way. One of my favorite products that they just recently came out with is Sylvessa. It is the first comprehensive system designed to restore and protect hair and skin affected by estrogen decline from the inside out. You just take a daily capsule and use their hair serum and skin serum, which combined for healthier looking hair and skin. It's formulated with hyaluronic acid, which I love, to visibly improve skin texture and reduce fine lines and wrinkles. It really helps with that hydration and it promotes the appearance of fuller, thicker, healthier hair. I have been using Sylvessa on the regular and I've got to say my skin just feels supple and hydrated and it helps me to know that I'm doing something against these things that can feel really frustrating and defeating, but I'm actually able to combat these symptoms in a really natural and powerful way. Bonafide is effective and natural. It's non-prescription without hormones. They're clinically validated. They have safety as their top priority. They're recommended by over 8,300 doctors, and they have helped over 333,000 women find relief from hormonal fluctuations. So give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. To get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com slash livewell and use the promo code livewell. That's hellobonafide.com slash livewell and code livewell. That's L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L to get this special offer. For the best price and free shipping, go directly to the hellobonafide.com slash livewell website. This special offer is only for livewell listeners, so check it out and use the promo code livewell. So, you know, I am a sucker for these challenges because they give me badges and they make me feel like I'm accomplishing something in my life. And so I've gotten like the perfect week badge eight times now. And I feel like at least something in my life, like I'm accomplishing, (laughs) but it, it, this candle challenge has been different than any of the rest of them. It's much more well done. You can actually like see your badges in the app on your phone, which they haven't had in the past. And it actually gives, it releases new challenges all throughout the three months that they're having it go on. So a lot of these have been like reading a certain genre of book. So one of the genres is nonfiction. So that's what I'm reading. You never forget your first for, but then they also wanted you to do like sci-fi or fantasy. 
And that's not typically what I would read. And now I'm super annoyed because I also saw that American Royals is listed as fantasy. And I could have read that (laughs) to (laughs) fill this bookmark. But now I'm like, 65% into this stupid book that I'm reading. And I, the the real, like real big annoyance was they give you recommendations of all these different books that you could read for this genre. And just so many of them, I was like, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. But then I came across a book that was like a rom-com, but it's supposed to be based on a fairy tale. So it's based on Beauty and the Beast. And I hesitate to say the name because I don't want to like throw the author under the bus but this book is terrible (laughs) and I'm super (laughs) what tell me how you really feel I know (laughs) (laughs) and that is why I'm going to say all the things I feel about it but I'm not going to I'm not going to list the name, I don't think, but I think you guys can probably infer enough clues to be able to find it on your own if you want to find it. But okay, first annoyance is this is an author that is frequently mentioned by modern Mrs. Darcy, especially in her deals emails for Kindle. And so, you know, I am a like compulsive Kindle deals buyer. (laughs) It's a real problem. I've toned down in the last month or so because I was like, this is getting out of control. But as I see an author come up more and more and more, I will sometimes be like, oh, that kind of looks like a genre that I normally would read. I'll grab a couple of her books. So I have probably, I don't know, four or five of this author's books thinking I'm probably going to enjoy those. And now that I've read this one, I'm like, dang it did I spend ten dollars on this author's work and I think that the characters are underdeveloped and the dialogue is terrible and things are so on the nose like the fact that okay I know she's doing like um it's bringing this modern day rendition of Beauty and the Beast like into today's world so she's the girl is like this book editor and she ends up going and trying to talk to this guy who's supposed to be writing a memoir but he won't respond to anybody's emails so she shows up at his door and he says okay fine the only way I'm going to write this book is if you stay in my mansion with me and you give me pep talks every day and so she ends up staying there but she says this stuff where like first of all like right off the bat when I was like oh this is this is what we're doing he says like yeah be my guest and I was like oh are you kidding me and then she'll randomly be like I found myself talking to the candlestick as though it was a real person and like really really and they're watching the show at night called this provincial life oh my gosh (laughs) it's so like on the nose yeah it's just like painful and it just like it cannot get over fast enough but I'm in it now and I was like I've got to just be able to check off that box but now if I would have realized that the American Royals books would have fulfilled that I wouldn't have been wasting my time 
with this terribly written book. Like, I don't, I honestly don't understand how she has as many books written as she does. And maybe the rest of them aren't this bad, but this one, oh, it's not good. I'm not holding back. I'm not. That's why I'm not saying the name, but it's not good, guys. <laughs> you can you can message me a DMs and I'll tell you what it is on Instagram. Like just steer clear of this book because it's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> but Oh, I, I feel like that. Hope the author does not tune into your podcast. I highly, <laughs> highly doubt that she does. I highly <laughs> doubt it. If if she does, I'm so sorry. I'm sh- maybe your other books are great. <laughs> this one, you know, for it being about a book editor, maybe could have used some more editing. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh. So, anyhow, um, other than that, I'm doing pretty well on my Kindle challenge. I do need to, so I've got to finish a nonfiction book and I'm getting nervous because they're rolling out, like it's this whole Kindle challenge ends at the end of June and there are still two more challenges that they're going to release. And I'm like, you can't give me like a week to read from some genre that I hate. Like, it's not going to happen. And I'm going to be so annoyed if I can't fulfill that last thing. So I'm hoping they're going to be like easier things that are like, follow this author on Amazon. And I can be like, I can do that. So (laughs) we'll see. But, but other than that, I know challenges, I know. But, I, and they're, they're like these bookmarks that you get and they're really pretty. And I feel like I've got to, I got to do it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's the three in me. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, but I can say for the year so far, I mean, I set a very low reading bar for myself because I was just like, you know, the last couple of years have been rough. And I'm three books away from hitting my reading goal for the year. So goodness, we're not talking about that enough. (laughs) I know. I mean, I only said I was going to read 24 books. I was like, you know, hopefully I surpassed that, but I'm, I'm not going to like overdo it, but yeah. And by the time this comes out, I will have finished this terrible book that I'm reading and maybe a couple more. So I might have hit my reading goal for the year. By the time That's this awesome. comes out. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Okay. I, however, never set reading goals. <laughs> and never, never pay attention. I've gotten some of those bookmarks, but I've never really, you're making me want to tune into this a little bit more, but I just. So you did get the Kindle challenge too? Cause not everybody does, which is I also the weird thing. Silver reader bookmark. Is that a thing? Okay. Say that again. I didn't hear I it. A, I have a silver reader bookmark. Okay. Are you in the app on your phone? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to, we're going to figure this out here. So do you have, when you open it and you're in the home page, it says from your library at the top, right? Mm-hmm. And then does it say spring challenge? Yes. Okay. Well, you got in. Some people don't get in. And I think it must just be because I buy too many Kindle books that they're like, fine, we'll throw her a bone and give her this challenge. Yeah. <laughs> And I have bronze reader, silver reader, 
bookish bookworm bibliophile scholar voyager and great escape look at you i guess i have some stuff guys i guess yeah. I have <laughs> so how many out of your 16 achievements do you have seven unlocked because okay. so i have okay. seven out of 16 unlocked i have 11 hey and my perfect week I've done eight times and my perfect month I've done two times. So, I mean, I am like bound and determined that I will have all 16, but you know, we're getting there. All right. I'm going to have to read some stuff. I don't really like to do it, but I'm going to do it because <laughs> the bookmark means more to me than <laughs> my actual reading life. I'm glad you've opened, maybe I'm not glad you've opened my eyes to the bookmark. I'll <laughs> see if I can hang with it, but probably... I, I probably won't be as diligent as you. Yeah, that's okay. I don't know who could be as diligent as you. <laughs> an award for even attempting it, I think, because, oh, <laughs> you know, it's that competitive, that competitive edge that I've yeah. got. So, and I'm not competing with anyone but myself. <laughs> so, you know. Oh my goodness. I want to know how many people feel like you do. Like, can we do like a poll? Like yeah. a lot of people feel this way or probably like, not reading is not competitive. It's like pleasure where like, there are things that are super competitive in my life. Like yeah, gym time or, you know, any sport for sure. Yeah. But, but reading, I have a hard time wrapping my brain around, like, wouldn't it take away the pleasure if it's competitive? But it drives me to read more. It's like that stupid streak on my Kindle. I mean, I have only missed one day since the middle of November. And that was for the Oscars, which I still am kicking myself over. But it has driven me to read more. It's just like for my skincare, I'm competing with that streak. Like I, I've have you know, my entire adult life of washing my face every night. I can't break that. Yeah, that's so crazy. So it does good <laughs> things for me. It does. It does. I know. It does. Yeah. As long as you're still finding the pleasure in it, then I mean, great. Mm-hmm. Ladies, these days, it feels like every show I watch is a copy of something else. You know what I mean? You can almost quote the next line before they even say it. That doesn't happen, though, when I watch Acorn TV. It's the best place. It's the best place to get shows from Britain, Ireland, Australia, and beyond, which is so much fun, and everything I watch feels new and original. There's something new to discover every week. Acorn TV is the largest... Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals you won't find anywhere else. Acorn TV has hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, history, and so much more. And the series you find on Acorn TV are cleverly written, visually striking, and feature renowned actors and hosts like David Tennant and Mary Berry. For instance, the show Aftertaste, which the Australian calls polished and witty, Screen Hub says it's a main course drama with comedy garnish, strong performances, well-developed characters, a solid comedy, and the mood is always spot on. That is just up my alley and what I am looking for these days. It's about a volatile chef, Easton West, who finds himself with one more chance in a high-end Shanghai restaurant. But when opening night turns into a pig-slinging disaster, the subsequent social media tsunami washes Easton ashore in the Adelaide Hills. 
Wells. Arriving like a pariah to the dysfunctional family he abandoned 30 years previously, it's only his outspoken 19-year-old pastry cook niece, Diana, who shows any interest. Easton realizes that Diana represents everything he's not, young, female, and fresh, and takes her under his wing in an effort to crawl his way back to relevance. And you get thousands of hours of this kind of new, enthralling content on Acorn TV for a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming services at just $6.99 a month. Plus, I really love that I can watch it on any of my devices. So I can watch it on my iPad when I'm sitting in the bath. I can watch it on my TV downstairs. It seamlessly picks up from one device to the next. It's really nice to have that kind of flexibility. I can even watch it when I'm sitting in the car at ballet. So for original shows from Britain and beyond, Acorn TV has them all. You're going to love it like I do. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and using my promo code LIVEWELL. But you have to enter the code in all lowercase letters. That's acorn.tv promo code LIVEWELL to get your first 30 days for free. Acorn.tv code LIVEWELL. Well, this book I'm not so much. (laughs) Yeah. But I will get through it and I will get that thing taken care of. And then I can move on to the books that I actually want to read. And the other thing is, the other thing I feel like is kind of like messing with my reading life is I, well, again, I guess it came down to the Kindle challenge was you had to read, I don't even remember from what, oh, it was like a topping the charts book. And so I was like, oh, the Paris library, that looks interesting. So I had to read it like then, and I maybe would have waited until fall, but I had to read it then. And it was good, but it was like darker and sadder and it would have been a a better book to read in the fall, but I read it so that I could get that bookmark. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm not laughing at you. I just (laughs) get over it. I know. It's you ridiculous. operate that way. I I really appreciate it and respect <laughs> it, and it's so foreign to me. Like I just have to if, laugh. If only I could receive badges for other things in my life, like you did your dishes. Like I would, yeah. you know, my life would actually be much smoother if I had <laughs> some sort of reward system in place. <laughs> some sort of arbitrary reward system. Yeah. 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 Like a gold star. Sorry. Yeah. Like if Kindle could add that to the reading <laughs> challenge, like dishes, laundry, cleaning yeah, my house. you vacuums, you don't have stacks of laundry on your bedroom floor. Like any of those things you, you did your business today. Like you like actually showed up on Instagram gold star for you. Like I yeah. could do so much better. Yeah, and the Maybe. challenge of like, vacuuming a room you don't always vacuum, like visiting <laughs> the boarding room. Check. You vacuumed the stairs. You get three stars for that. Different genre. Maybe <laughs> this this is the business that I need to create, like some sort of <laughs> app that arbitrarily rewards women for doing the things they're supposed yes. to do anyway. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but you do need a big reward waiting for you at the end. I do. You do. When you do all this, like you need something. Yeah. Treat yourself with something. Probably another stupid Kindle book. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it'll be. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Which I actually, like normally I never buy a Kindle book full price. I think that's the other thing that annoys me is I bought that book 
so that I could meet this challenge. I bought it at full price and I hate oh, it. But but I also love. just, yeah, I just bought the American Royals books because I knew those would be worth it. But yeah, and I couldn't, I did check my library first and the library didn't have them, so. Yes. There we are. Yeah, I do not check the library first. I do not go. I feel like it just makes me feel like I'm not a grown up because I'll have fines. And I don't well, like that. Our library doesn't ch- charge fines anymore. What do you mean, is, our library? Well, the Spokane Library, the city library. Really? Really. They, they did do, away with fines? Yes. I've had books for like four months now. <laughs> and there what? are no fines, no fines. And I don't normally, like, the only books that I have in my house from the library are for the kids all of my library checkouts are digital. Okay. So, which is nice because then it automatically returns after three Yeah, that is So I use Libby and Hoopla to do audiobooks and um, ones that are on my Kindle. Okay. So that's nice. Like the Paris library, I read it on my Kindle, but it was from the library. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be better about checking there first. Yeah. And then that kind of does dictate though, when I'm reading certain things, because it's like, oh, when when they come in, I've got to, I've got to read them, which was the um, case with one book that I recently read, uh, Book Lovers by Emily Henry. It was her new one. And at first, when I put the hold on it, it was like, you have 10 weeks to wait. I was like, okay, I'll read this at the end of the summer or whatever. And then they were like, congratulations everyone else passed on it here you go and so I was like ah, I gotta read it now so you know all these things dictating my reading life but I liked it it was yeah it was good it's it's definitely open door which if anybody's read any of her stuff before it is an open door book by that I mean there are bedroom scenes so just know that but, um, but I did like it and I liked the characters and it was like, it was fun because it was based on being formulaic. Like this is, she's the city gal who is frustrated because all of her boyfriends have been like these city guys who have to travel for work to some small town. And then they end up falling in love with somebody in that small town. And she's like, I am the woman in the Hallmark movie who is like the, annoying, pretentious city girlfriend who the guy goes to the small town and is trying to get away from or whatever. She's like, this has happened to me five times, you know? And so it's based on like that Hallmark movie idea, but then puts like a totally different spin on it because it's from her perspective. And so that was, that was kind of fun, but, um, but yeah. Definitely the library and Kindle challenge are dictating my reading life. <laughs> You're owned by it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, that reminded me of this. So I went to a movie Friday and I saw I'm so a, jealous. a poster of a movie coming out where the crawdads sing, which is a book. And I was yeah. going to ask if you read it or if it's on your summer list to I before seeing or if you're gonna see it okay I didn't read it Shell read it and hated it what I believe that was the one really yeah because is it dark 
a little bit. Yeah. So she did not like that. And I don't think I can handle that right now either. And so I have struck that off my list and I will not be seeing the movie. Okay, listen, then we're not going to talk about going to see the movie. (laughs) Forget about it then. Forget about it. (laughs) I actually really loved the book. Okay. Cannot wait to see how they put it to film. It, yeah. See, the, the book that I am wanting to read that I know is coming to film and that you loved, so it better not be dark, lady, is A Man Called Ove. It is not dark. It, I mean, well, okay. Oh, it, no. It's dark in the way that he's, he's suicidal. Can oh, okie dokie. Well, maybe but, I'll save that one for the fall. <laughs> but it's not dark. It, it is not, it's, it's actually sort of on the more comical side, but I can't say it's not dark because it does have that kind of, but his reasons and everything, like it, I don't want to give too much away, but it's not going to take you into like a negative space. It's not, it's not like that. Okay. It's just the premise that he's, um, he's an Enneagram one or five. I'm not sure, but that's debatable and it's a good conversation and he's just, done he's done living (laughs) like he's just made a decision but it's it's so good I just you've got to read it you could just trust me it's not going to take you down to a negative place Hmm. okay Mm -hmm. Uh, I I, it's on my list I have it written down here but it may get pushed a little later in the summer because there are enough other things that I think will be more lighthearted that I am going to just let myself get carry yeah. with it is lighthearted though I have to say it really okay. it's, it's hilarious it's lighthearted um it's poking fun at that personality type that curmudgeon and it's it's delightful it really okay. is now when is it coming to film um I'm not sure but I know Tom Hanks is playing it yeah um I will google it do you so- have anything else on your list for the summer um, I have a Laura Dave book and she wrote the last thing I told you. And I read that last summer and I loved it. And the one that I don't know if it's new or it's just new to me, but it's called 800 grapes. And I'm excited huh. to read that one. Um, because her books are somewhat suspenseful, but they read quickly. Um, I think I stayed up really late to, to finish that book. And I love those books in the summer where like, you really can't put it down and, um, and you just kind of make time for that. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoy her writing. So I'm excited about that one. Okay, ladies, I think we're probably all pretty well aware that getting adequate sleep affects our day-to-day lives. When we have lost sleep, we lose productivity, we don't feel as clear-headed, it can affect our mental health, mood issues, weight gain. There are so many things that poor sleep contributes to. It even drops your white blood cell count, which protects your body against illness, disease, fighting viruses, bacteria, all that kind of thing. There are so many things that having a good night of sleep can really contribute to to help us feel well 
all the way around. But a lot of us go under a lot of stress and have all kinds of things that affect our lives that can make it a lot harder to sleep. One of the things that I have found is the most beneficial to help me to sleep better is having a really solid nighttime routine, having those things that I do every single night that help me to kind of wind down, get into that sleeping mindset so that I can actually sleep not only more quickly, but all throughout the night. And along with my bath and my reading and all of that kind of thing, the thing that has been making the biggest difference for me is Beam Dream. Beam is the world's most innovative functional wellness brand with unique products for everything from sleep to recovery. They've got stuff for focus and all kinds of different products. They are this amazing company that is really on the forefront of functional wellness. But I really want to focus today on Beam's sleep product, their Dream Powder. It is their best-selling healthy hot cocoa, and I try to drink it every single night. Not only is it delicious, but it helps me to sleep faster and longer and more deeply. It is a CBD product and it contains natural sleep promoting premium ingredients, triple lab tested with no THC, and you wake up refreshed instead of sluggish like some other sleep products. In fact, 98% of people surveyed fall asleep faster, like me, when taking Beam Dream, and 99% of people experience better quality sleep. You just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir, and enjoy before bedtime. I love the way Beam Dream helps me fall asleep. I love the way I feel the next day. I think it is by far the best sleep product that I have ever tried thus far, and I've tried a lot of them. So give Beam Dream a try. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes like Danica Patrick and Baker Mayfield. And if you don't love it, get your money back guaranteed. For a limited time, get $20 off when you go to shopbeam.com slash livewell and use the code livewell at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash livewell and use the code livewell for $20 off and the best night's sleep you've ever had. Okay, I'm going to interject here. They've changed the name to A Man Called Otto, and it's supposed to come out in December. Okay, well, then you do have time. Yeah. I will say, however, as, as much of a Frederick Bachman high as I was on after A Man Called Ove, I did not like anxious people at all. Yeah, at I remember all. you saying that. Yeah. So I can't say wholeheartedly, oh, I just love him like I want to, because I just did not enjoy that book whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I think I rated it a two out of five stars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it really made me mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what? This just feels personal after how much I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? All right. It, that's good to know. And which yeah. also is a title that does make me feel like I would stray from it this summer. If I'm being anxious people. Anyway, because I already am an anxious people. So, <laughs> well, they're not anxious like that. They're, <laughs> they have a, they have a trauma they're working through that they've all shared in like a major. Okay, how is that not me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's outside their control. It has not, it's happened to them. Like, it's just, they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah, no, I would not. I would not recommend it. No. So. Okay. What else is on your list? Well, I'll probably read Aggressively Happy by Joy Clarkson for the fourth and fifth time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can that still be on my list like permanently? I just love it so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but that's nonfiction. Um, and really, I 
like we were saying earlier, I do so much more fiction during the summer. I just really let myself enjoy it. And I've had such a heavy spring of learning and just really studying and stuff. So I am looking forward to just, um, a whole lot more fiction filling my free time. Yeah. So, um, there's a new Barbara O'Neill book out and I can't wait to read that. I, I read all of her stuff a couple of years ago. I'm sure I've talked about it. Um, I really enjoy her writing. Remind and, me of some of the books that she has um, Amazoning. They called us mermaids was one. That's not the full title. Something about mermaids. Her writing is always about mother, daughter or sisters. Oh, okay. Um, and there's always like, over overcoming a lot between okay. them and um usually pretty reconciliatory at the end which I appreciate um I, I like my fiction to end happy yes <laughs> I don't like it to end like with trauma that you yeah and that you're left with that yeah I don't like that so. yeah I have enough of that in my own life <laughs> I need the pretty bow for somebody yeah. Yes. Yes. That doesn't make me feel like it's formulaic and I'm out. I appreciate that. I just want to know this is going to end happy. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, and I can hang in there through whatever ups and downs they have throughout the book, as long as they end up together, (laughs) as long as things are good, as long as things are happy. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have meet me in Monaco on my list and that's okay me to read yes. that's on there I have a couple Kristen Hannah's that I haven't read yet she is so formulaic though it puts me off I can't read yeah back but um yeah, yeah I'm not a huge Kristen Hannah fan yeah I want to like her so much more but the more you read of her the more you you just it's it's too much it's too much yeah to wait I've yeah. already read about this relationship haven't I yeah <laughs> These are just different different, yeah, different names. Yeah. Here we go again. Yeah. 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 Well, I am going to, well, I think I talked about this even at the beginning of the year. I had Beth O'Leary on my list of stuff I wanted to read. She now has her newer book out called, I believe, The No Show. And I haven't read The Road Trip yet. So I want to read both of those. Um, I read one of her other books this. So I started with the flat share last year, I think, which I loved. And then I read another one of her books earlier this year. And I just really do love her writing because I feel like it, it takes you past the point that you think most books would end and Mm. it, it keeps going with it. It gives you a little bit more, which is fun to me because I like when it's the bow, but then you also get to see like, well, then what happens after that? Like, how do they how are things going for them or whatever? And so I think that that's fun and I like those books. So I want to read more Beth O'Leary. And then I haven't uh, finished the luck books by Kate Claiborne. I read the first one and then the Kindle challenge took over my life and I really wanted to finish those books, but I haven't been able to yet. And so as soon as I can check off a couple of these other marks for this stupid challenge, then I'm going to get back to the Kate Claiborne books because I have the whole series sitting on my Kindle, but I just haven't been able to dig back in. And those are fun and lighthearted. And I always appreciate the amount of research I feel like she does to make her characters' jobs believable. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it, I really appreciate that as well because it is, it is light, but yes. there's also, especially in the first book, because her her main character was a scientist. Yeah, I thought she did a great job, um, kind of plumbing the depths to sound knowledgeable and not like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I thought, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like uh, the total opposite of that, like the calligraphy one that love lettering or whatever it was called. She, I mean, you really believe she knows so much about a calligrapher's job from the pens to the paper to the, you know, like she gets it to then have her do like the scientist. I was like, oh, wow. You know, I thought maybe she knew about the calligraphy stuff because that's her own side hobby, you know, but this was like, oh, she, she can, she really does her due diligence to make it feel believable, which yeah. I enjoyed. And her next character is a lawyer <clears throat> and she, same thing. I mean, she sounds knowledgeable in that headspace and with the calligraphy artist or calligrapher, whatever you call her, like it was more than just the skill and the job because she thought in that she thought in fonts and she yeah all the like I thought that was kind of next level like she took it on more of a intimate level of like yeah somebody who is good at this craft walks through their life and yeah it's how they process and the same with the scientist what is her name um it doesn't I matter. Don't remember. But, um, she thinks like a scientist. She doesn't think like the calligrapher who was the other character I was familiar with. In yeah. Her and I really like, and the same as you're coming to the lawyer, she thinks like a lawyer. So I thought she did a good job of internalizing their differences and, and writing people very separately. Um, which yeah. is, you don't always find in more lightweight fiction. It's usually kind of copycat type of yeah <laughs> the men the men think like the women because the the author's a woman and yeah <laughs> kind of loses you there but she does a good job yeah I think that there is for it being lighthearted like don't sleep on Kate Claiborne because I feel like even though she's writing these kind of like romancy books or whatever she's put in the effort and like even her male characters like you were saying I feel like they had some like gravitas to them and like their own history and past and you know things I I don't know I just I think that she does a good job for that genre one of my favorites that I found recently yeah yeah in the same kind of way I think with Beth O'Leary is she does a, a different premise than you typically hear it's not just a it's, the books really aren't necessarily centered on the two main characters meeting and falling in love. Like with the last one I read, which I, the switch, um, it, it's really the foundation is this gal switching lives with her grandmother and them going and living in each other's houses and taking each other's phones and like everything that that looked like to, to switch up their lives and yeah I mean because the grandmother lives in like this little town and she lives in London with roommates and so like to put the grandmother in London with the roommates and like the whole thing it was just so other yeah 
Yeah. But then there's other things that come in and there's love stories that kind of, you know, filter in and out, but that isn't what the mainstay of it is. I really liked that about the last bookshop in London as well, which is dark. It's World War II, but it had like this, this air of hope throughout the whole book, even though they're dealing with bombings during the blitz and like all of this really hard stuff. And there was, you know, like threads of a love story throughout, but it wasn't the mainstay of the book. The mainstay of the book is this girl, you know, falling in love with books in a bookshop, which she totally didn't expect to do. Mm. And with all of the people and the community that that fostered for them during the war and all of that kind of thing. It wasn't like, I liked that there was love throughout, but that wasn't the mainstay of the book. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, sometimes I think that promotes like a deeper writing because you're, it's, I think it's easier to develop romance than it is yeah. to develop something with a little more substance and then romance on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it allows like those characters too to be fully fleshed out. Like I think a lot of the romantic books that we read these days, like they can kind of alternate chapter to chapter between yeah. the two, yeah. the male and female perspective where these books, it allowed it to just be like the one character or with Beth O'Leary, it was the two women that you were exploring and not really you know, the man's side of things. He was off at war and that you never really go there with him. Mm. So I, I liked that. Well, that sounds good. I don't know if I've heard you talk about the switch before, but I'm going to on my list. That sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I really like all of her stuff. It's, and it, she always brings in like some harder topics that I wasn't expecting from the book, like with the flat share, which I've talked about you know, a zillion times, which is also this premise that you wouldn't expect of the guy needs to make money and he works nights. So he figures he can rent out his flat at night and the girl can be gone at work in the day. So she rents out the flat at night, but so they're like sharing the same apartment, but they're never there at the same time. And they never meet each other for like half the book. So not a premise that you would expect, but then it goes into like oh. all of these other deeper areas and things that they're dealing with. And, you know, I just, yeah, I really liked it. I really like her stuff. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to check her out for this summer. Yeah. You need to. Cause she's, yeah, she's fun for sure. Okay. Those are, I mean, those are kind of like, I wish I could say there were more. I, I might read Twyla Tharp's The Creative Habit. There are a couple of books that are nonfiction that I, cause I'm in kind of like this learning mode right now. And I want to maybe dive into some of those things. And there are a couple of books that I haven't finished yet, like creative ink, which is about Pixar, but I think I'm going to go over and listen to the audiobook instead of finishing reading it because it is, it's a long read being nonfiction. And I think I'm just going to listen to it. Um, but yeah, maybe digging into some of those, like how to be a creative person books um, as I'm like trying to dive more into like this learning posture this summer. Um, 
but I think that's, that's sort of what I have other than, you know, books that I have coming across my desk for the podcast, which there are a couple that I'm like, oh, this could, these could be good. Um, so I'm kind of, um, ferreting out some of those. Like I recently learned that Kelly Bandis has a book coming out and I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but she does all of these like sketches on Instagram, like comedy sketches. And she's super funny, but super relatable. And she's coming out with a book and we have kind of connected over like Outlander and random things where we've talked back and forth. And then I just heard that she's got a book coming out in August. And so I think I'll have her on the show and I'm sure her book is going to be really funny. And so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's it for me too. I mean, I'll probably have more to report as I get going in summer and reading and, but that's, that's what's on my list right now. And just taking the break. (laughs) Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, we just got our patio kind of pulled all together last night. I have like my pots finally planted and the patio lights are finally working again. And yeah. And so I sat out there for a little while in the storm that we had roll through last night. And then I was like, you know, I am crazy. It was so crazy. There was like this flash of lightning and boom of thunder that I felt like, I think my heart changed rhythm. And it was about at that point, I was like, I am sitting in a metal chair. Like maybe, (laughs) maybe I should head inside, but it was just like, it was crazy having it come through. And I, as I was sitting out there, I was thinking like, I'm going to spend a good amount of time out here this summer, just like soaking in outside and reading and enjoying it. So it's, those are just as important parts of the reading life (laughs) as the books are. Yeah. creating the right space and we talk about that a lot in the fall like yeah in. but this summer I mean that has some sweetness too like the this the, the stickiness of the day but then it once the sun goes down and it's just cooler and it's enticing to yeah hear, hear the crickets and yeah or even in the middle of the day or the morning like I just yeah there's just so many like outside reading opportunities in the summer that you don't have the rest of the year, at least not where we live. And I have really sweet outside reading memories actually at your house from when I house sat for you guys. And it was like very shortly after you'd had your back deck built. Yep. I think it was that summer. I mean, it was probably weeks before that you had that done. And I got to sit out there with your new pink pillows and read while my kids were playing in the street. And I mean, what was that four years ago? Yes. Cause that was, yes, that's wild. That that was four years ago, but yeah, it was kind of wild. It's funny to think about that then, because for that birthday, we put in all of the, like my peonies and like all of the plants along the side. And so now they're established and to see the stuff makes more sense that that's been four years as I process that, because it's, it, things are really, it took a little bit for them to get really comfortable and, um, to be established, but now they are. And it's so fun. What's happening in my side yard. Like, yeah. Oh, I just want to be out there all the time. And it's really thanks to me because I, you know, I did, I pretty much kept it alive. I only flooded the yard once 
you know, (laughs) I only broke one hose. (laughs) So, you know, I really think I deserve some credit. You really do. It was a very vulnerable state for those new plants. It's your part. You kept them alive and it took hours of your day every day. It did (laughs) in the heat of the summer. It was something. Yep. I love it so much. And I'm a little nervous about this summer. Like, will I have the same amount of time to give it that I always have? Because now I have this other, yeah, a business, this thing's happening and my time is so much less. So I'm a little nervous. Oh, I trust. I trust that you will find that room to, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Because so much shifts in the summer. I mean, everything kind of changes about your day. And so you just have to find that new rhythm. Yeah. You won't have to like today, you won't have to dart off to go help somebody with algebra. You'll be able to do your flowers instead. Yeah. We're finishing school this week. And once that's done, um, then yeah, maybe then I can transition because I love having that little haven where you can just rock back and forth and enjoy all of it and read and just, oh, it's so nice. Yeah. And you guys have really like honed in that backyard space with your little like fire pit and your little pool thing and the I mean like all the stuff you've really like it's established now it's like this destination yes well that's that was always my goal we even have the pavers and the um ping pong area yes and like yeah it's it's fun so oh I can't yeah. wait for it to come if we could just get rid of this weather and like, I know really have like summer unfurl it will be so good it's coming yeah I hope so I really <laughs> hope so I know <laughs> this will go that'll be the first book I write the year we skipped summer <laughs> <It'll> be <laughs> depressing novella that would be depressing I don't know that we'd want to read it no I don't know that we'd want to read it either but that's probably the space I'm in like coming out of (laughs) the pandemic and life in general and be like this of course it is fitting the year we skipped summer yeah I mean we haven't been above 70 degrees yeah we're still like living in this 50 to 70 range with a lot of rain we're oh, having God. like end of March weather. Yeah. And I'm over it. Over it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that I still had to have out like my winter sweaters, which I'm just so sick of at this point, was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. You need to yep. put them away, lovingly put them away, and you'll be glad to see them when that cozy season sets in. Right. No more. We're done. That's yeah. what I did with all of my boots. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I don't care. My feet are freezing. I'm done. Yeah. I know. That was my mom and I this weekend when we were out doing stuff and we were like, oh, we're so cold. And she's like, and we're both in sandals because we just can't do it anymore. I know. You you reach a mental and emotional point and then it's worth the cold. Yep. (laughs) You got to go. Yep. It's so true. (laughs) Speaking of got to go, I know you've got a busy day today. And so I am going to let you go. But thanks for chatting books with me. Anytime. Fun, as always, we'll do a wrap up at the end of the summer and discuss like what we actually ended up reading and, and how my novel, The Summer That Never Came or whatever it is, I'm going to write how that's going. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> did you get a summer? That's what I want to know in your novel. Did your novel <laughs> summer or are you professional? Yes. Like <laughs> It feels like it's perpetually wintered so many different aspects, but you know, we'll yeah. see maybe three months from now, things will look different. A new right? chapter, new yep. chapter. I need a whole new book. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll catch up then, but I hope you have a great day. Me too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies, that is it for this week's episode. If you don't want to miss a single book that we mentioned, then you're going to want to make sure to check out the show notes, which you can find by swiping up in whatever app you are listening to the show on or heading over to MackenzieCoppa.com and clicking on podcast. That is where you can find the show notes for all of our different episodes so you don't miss a thing. Speaking of not missing a thing, you're going to want to make sure that you're following me over on Instagram because that is where I am on the daily pretty much and trying to post more content over there and keeping you guys up to date on what's going on. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. And another great way to make sure that you are not missing a thing in the Live Well Anyway universe is by going and signing up for the newsletter called Well Anyway at MackenzieCoppa.substack.com. I love connecting with you guys in both of those ways. It's really cool on Substack because not only can you interact with me, but you can interact with each other, which is really fun. And it's a great way to just be able to stay up on all the different content that is coming out so you can be living well anyway too as I try to do it and we can come arm in arm just trying to do our best to get through this crazy life. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the show. I so appreciate each and every one of you who just listens week after week and engages with me and my guests and my sponsors. It means so much to me and I love getting to partner with you guys in this way. All right, until next week, ladies, go be bold and gracious. Bye.